Hello, everyone. Welcome back. So, yeah, I'm just going to say here, I don't have Aeon and the OG with me, but um, I'm here. General Phantom is here. Um, today, I want to talk about the history of video games. Now, th it all starts with one console in particular, the Magnavox Odyssey. Now, the Magnavox Odyssey was technically the first video game console, but it was a failure due to nobody owning it, and since it was rare to have video game consoles in their own homes. The first success of a video game console is, of course, the Atari 2600, known to be retro, the, the classic during its time, where Atari set themselves on the map with the Atari 2600, but they have failed with the Atari 5200, where it was not unique compared to the Atari 2600, so it was the first failure for Atari. But sadly, the great video game crash of 1983 happened. This happened for two reasons. Number one, there were a lot of video games consoles that were going to be put on the market. What I mean is, Atari wasn't the only one doing this and selling consoles. Many other people wanted to jump into the craze. With so many video game consoles, the market just blew up for it. And also, some people weren't credited for their own video games. And since Atari was also messing up, it caused the... Well, I want to say kind of caused the... Because we all remember E.T. E.T. for the Atari 2600. But... Once that was over, two companies decided to rebuild the video game market. Yes, Zet two companies are Nintendo and Sega. Nintendo released their Nintendo Entertainment System, NES for short, and Sega released their Sega Master System. Now, Nintendo would grow to be popular due to the matter of fact that the NES was selling more than the Master System, to be honest. But to be honest, it was console wars. 16-bit only. Two companies, Nintendo and Sega. SNES for Nintendo, and Sega Genesis for, of course, Sega. This was an ultra mashup, and many people have opinions of saying who won the console wars. But, we go from 8-bit to 16-bit to full-on 3D, with Nintendo releasing the Nintendo 64, which revolutionized... 3D platform as a whole, and everyone remembers Mario 64. Sega, on the other hand, failed to do that because he was still busy trying to help the Sega Genesis out with the Sega CD and 32X, which were two add-ons that is rare to have, I'll say that, because 32X was not good, and Sega CD probably nobody had. Um, then, Sony decides to come out and release the PlayStation, which started with three companies this time instead of two. Now, for the next generation of consoles, Nintendo decides to release the GameCube, which everyone knows because of memes. Sega, on the other hand, tries to release their last console, sadly, the Sega Dreamcast, which many people say it was before its time. So, yeah. Then, Sony decides to release the Ultra Beast, the console that shattered the Guinness World of 
world records for being the best-selling console of all time, the PlayStation 2. I don't know if the the Guinness World Record has changed. I still think it's the PS2. Then Microsoft decides to release the Xbox. And due to the Dreamcast's failure, Sega decided to go third-party. Third-party is where Sega themselves have to make their own games on their enemies' consoles, such as Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox. Throughout everything, the next generation showed the Nintendo Wii, which was revolutionary for its motion controls. And trust me, I have one myself, and I like it. Then PlayStation decides to release the PlayStation 3. Then Microsoft decides to release the Xbox 360, which decided to take Nintendo Wii's concept of motion controls and put it in a Kinect. Which, if everyone knows about the Kinect, everyone thinks it's a useless add-on. Or some people say, oh, it's a good add-on, but to me it's just, it's not worth it, man. Next generation comes by, then we have the Nintendo Wii U. Which, to be honest, was a failure, and Nintendo had a dark age during that. They were kind of ruining their reputation because of it. PlayStation decides to release the PS4, and then Xbox decides to release the Xbox One. And because of that failure, Nintendo wanted to fix their mistakes with the Nintendo Switch. Which is where we are today, with brand new consoles such as the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, which if anybody knows, they're solding out like hotcakes, and I can't get myself on one. So that is basically the history with it. I could mention that Atari died in 2013 because they went bankrupt. Actually, we're kind of not done here. I only talked about physical console games. We haven't gone to the handhelds yet. With the handheld with handhelds here and there, we got ourselves the Nintendo Game Boy, which revolutionized carrying a game console with you at all times. Sega decides this is a great idea and decides to release the Game Gear. And then Atari tries again with releasing the Atari Lynx, which was a failure. And the Game Gear came in second place. Now, people are going to talk about this, but... What about the Game & Watch? What about Tiger Electronics? Well, the thing is, um, I don't know much about Game & Watch. It's LCD games. And also Tiger Electronics. They were everywhere. I'll say that. The part of 80s and 90s alike. I even saw one. on one of the stories because Hasbro wanted to bring them back. I think it was Hasbro that wanted to bring them back. So yeah. Um, what I'm going to say here... Um, thank you guys for watching this episode. Um, uh, me and the boys, Aeon and the OG, will probably make another episode around 8 o'clock p.m. today. If not, then I'll probably guarantee Sunday. But um, for now, we're trying to keep this a weekend thing because our schedules are kind of confusing here. So thank you guys for watching this podcast. Um, and we will see you. In the next episode. Bye-bye.